0: Spend a moment with some remarkable people and discover what their life sounds like, what would you ask? Welcome to Our We on Air, an audio encounter. I'm Arman Nafei, and each episode will feature one conversation with an inspiring friend of mine who will share with us the soundtrack to their life. Welcome back to another episode of Are We on Air. For this week, I have a very special friend of mine with us. He's one of the most in-demand creative directors of today and has worked with the who's who in music. From Rihanna to Drake to Jay-Z to Kanye West, Florence and the Machine or Bruno Mars. You name it, he's worked with them all. You might know some of his iconic works, such as the flying Ferrari during Drake's last arena tour. His name is Willow Perrin. I hope you'll enjoy it. Welcome,
1: Willow. Nice to see you.
0: So the purpose of this interview series is to kind of ask the creative minds of today about their soundtrack to their life and kind of get a better picture of who you are as a person and as a career-driven person. And uh, so to begin with, what's your earliest significant musical
1: memory? Um, Man, I grew up in a really musical household. So uh, my dad was a pianist um my mom like sings and plays piano and so there was always a lot of music in my house uh and like beatles records like 70s beatles records were pretty like big in my house um particularly a record or song that you remember i like like, i love i am the walrus because it's just so like makes no sense and at the same time is so like animated and visual and and i and i feel like you know the beatles at that time like the yellow submarine and um magical mystery tour and like all that stuff was so graphic
0: I just love how you just described this record also from a visual perspective which shows your thought process to look at these things
1: yeah percent.
0: which leads me to my next question which is as you're being one of the most in demand creative directors today um what's your approach to a new project and do you create audio mood boards
1: um yeah i think you know the the beginning of everything starts with a conversation what's the story you know not that it needs to be like a narrative story but what's the sort of like essence of a, a record and then it's how do you transfer uh, something that doesn't really have an aesthetic to it or an idea like a visual idea to it like a, which is just an emotion into um a visual that's recognizable that has iconography and, and also how do you translate that into, uh, like a a bunch of different mediums from, from, you know, photography to graphic design, to art direction to 3d for live for, you know, TV performances to touring to how do you translate that into, uh, videos and, and things like that. So, I think that the first part of, of kind of research for me is really, really abstract. It's just like I just pull things that viscerally just kind of make me think of that person. And it could be nothing. It could be anything. It's, it doesn't have to... It could be a piece of furniture. It could be, uh, like, photos. and And then once I've made this, like, huge pile with no... Um, organization whatsoever, I start just kind of pairing things together and then just like they start to kind of form their own stories. Is there one
0: example of how one of your earlier mood images or ideas kind of you can actually literally see in the end result, in the end product?
1: Like I think when we did um, Jay-Z's Magna Carta like the, the the first listen to the record was like this, really sort of like aggressive. Uh, he'd just gone to Cuba and gotten like reprimand, like you know, the right wing media had like kind of pretty had gone pretty heavily on him, um, and it was meant to be like the the entire aesthetic of the show was meant to sort of like. I took a lot from like old hardcore bands that I like used to listen to growing up, like whether it be like Dead Kennedys, and it was just like these kind of like news photos and just like collage things. And and Brian, who's my partner at the office and also worked on this record, comes very much from the sort of like hardcore culture. Um, and then I like started looking at like all redacted FBI and, and CIA documents where, where it'd be like a full page and it'd only be like three, four words and everything else was blacked out. Um, and we just started playing around with like all of that sort of like this really kind of aggressive energy uh, visuals and, and you know, kind of like the, the big brother 1984 character and like blah, blah, blah. And just... Kind of started like evaporating and evaporating, and then it, it just became kind of this redacted type, which is like the sort of Jay Z with a big bar through it, and um, which then, like, you know, was used by a gazillion other people.
0: Put your ass on a cause I ain't got time, time to be arguing with your ass if you ain't really ready. Girl, why you never ready? For as long as you took, you better look like Halle Berry. Oh Beyonce, shit, then we get married. I bought sand to the beach come on beach is better. You keep the beach cause that beach, whatever. Started out at the Derby, ended up at one oak, oak. Left the house with a hundred grand, ended up damn broke. Don't get mad at me, I'm buying bucket after bucket. When it's gone, I'm like bucket, it, I replace it with another one. Uh, can't take this money, which burn burning shit up like I'm richer. Niggas asking the up and on. Uh. Well, you've created some iconic live performances as well i.e. the Ferrari uh, flying. <laughs> I know they will never let Geneva stay with you. The Ferrari flying through the arena. I think it was Drake, right? Uh, um, but what was your favorite moment from all your performances
1: that you've produced? Um, there's a few. I mean... I think like my my sort of launching pad, which it, the, the funny thing is the two first shows I ever did, never done like a live performance before in my life, like at all, I did Glow in the Dark for Kanye, which was his first arena tour, and then uh, Monsters Ball for Lady Gaga, which was her first arena tour. Uh, And I think those are really, like, important to me and also, like, important to both of those people. Um, And they were really kind of, you know, life-changing. And they both happened pretty much back-to-back. Like, I left one to start the other.
0: I told God I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. To whom I just give it much to test it. Get arrested, guess it, truly get the message. I feel the pressure under more scrutiny. And what I do, act more stupidly. Don't call me Gaga. Don't call me Gaga. I've, I've never seen, seen one, one like that before. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, Don't look, look at me like that. You and me amazing. He little my heart. He be heart. He ate my heart. He
1: I think like the, the sort of more recent, like I'm trying to think what it like just great moment. We did Jay-Z in hackney marshes. Um, it was like a BBC festival or something like that. And it was right after the hackney riots, like, I don't know, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So and it was so there was like this tension in the city. And we made this really aggressive show like i I based it off of um how they like how they design prisons now, uh-huh. which is like you know there's like a you know the, the, it's like coyote design hotels in vegas it's it's like the most efficient use of space it's like like kind of like the mercedes symbol um and there's a center tower that can see, so I kind of like based it off of that, and like everybody was like very. Vertical And like Sort of like DJs And drums And and it was just like This really Really aggressive show And it was Pouring rain And it was just like Just right after The, the riots And And then like Most of the footage Was really antagonistic Like it was like Riot footage and, it, and like I just remember Being with like A handful of friends In front of house And just being like this might be the best show of all time
0: how y'all feel tonight i want y'all to know one thing now
1: tune to the motherfucking greatest
0: What kind of music turns you on personally versus professionally?
1: I don't know, I like it a little bit all over the place. I... I I, I have like a newfound appreciation for country music, which I know very little about. So I'm not going to pretend like I... But I just like... There's like a beauty in like pure Americana, like not being American and and like looking at this and being like oh okay like this is like you know quintessential americana this American storytelling it's like soul and blues and country music it's like the tapestry of like you know what rock and roll is what rap is what blah 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 and uh, I think you kind of have to know about that stuff if you really love music
0: don't let your baby Cowboys. Don't let them pick guitars Or drive them old trucks Let them be doctors And lawyers and such
1: Mamas, don't let your babies Grow up to be cowboys Cause they never stay home And they're always alone Even with someone they
0: love well. We besides music share another passion, which is spa culture. <laughs> We're here in your beautiful house in the Hills, where you have a beautiful sauna, outdoor sauna, and we talked about spa culture many times. Um, how would your ideal
1: spa sound like? Uh, I think that I think that like there's there's something that was understood a long time ago about environmental music, ambient music, kind of spa music. You know, obviously it it needs to be sort of updated and the sounds need to be new. But, like, I really believe that there's, like, something transcendent to uh, music like that. I I went and uh, had acupuncture once and... They were playing, you know, like the most typical kind of like spa music you could possibly imagine. And something that would generally like drive me crazy a little bit. Uh, and I like got so relaxed and and like maybe borderline like hallucinated, you know, like, and it there was like this transcendence to the sort of like this kind of like kitschy spa CD you know and I was like oh they got they've understood something and and I think that sort of correlating that to kind of the idea of like the old school kind of like 4-4 dance mixes that would just like last I, I used to we used to go to like sound factory when i was like i don't know 16 years old or something and junior would play like 12 hour sets and it would just never it would never go off beat And I think that the idea of kind of being able to you know grow and build and valleys and peaks and and for a long period of time versus kind of like these three and a half minute songs uh is the, my idea of how i would you know i if I had a spa, <laughs> I would have people score the spaces in the way that the space reverberates and they like, have it be this sort of seamless kind of non-stop thing. What's your go to falling in love or
0: heartbreak song?
1: I think probably, I probably like Aretha Franklin, what kind of man? Like, I just love the idea that this maybe this is like some super misogynistic <laughs> shit, but besides the guy being like a complete cheating asshole, uh that like there's such like an intense visceral connection that she, or no, I've never loved a man. Um, It's just like, she's just like, despite all her friends being like, this is bad for you. She just like can't keep herself from going back, you know? And I just like really love the idea of just ultimate romanticism despite you know the the pain that you have to go through for it I mean that's one. I I love Jeremiah Impatient, I think it is. Um there's just like the the hook is like something about staring into somebody's face. It's just like like I know that feeling. I can't, I can't keep my eyes off you. Let us go talk about your body. I've been waiting for so long. Cause you just
0: don't know. No. Still dipping through the city with the top down. So you get to show me what you found now. I ain't waiting for tonight.
1: Right now. Um
0: if your life would be a movie, mm-hmm. what song would play in the end
1: credits? Uh. <laughs> I don't know you pick one life and one song to sum up your life I think I would it would have to be a hybrid of things I would love to hear a movie scored by Godspeed You Black Emperor
0: actually I have another question for you
1: sure (laughs) um
0: Growing up in Montreal,
1: uh-huh.
0: and be, you been surrounded by so many great artists from Montreal, what makes Montreal so creative? I mean, from uh, Arcade Fire to Tiga to, I mean, you name it, <laughs> everybody.
1: Um, I think that Montreal was like this international city, you know, in the late 60s it had like this world's fair and then it was like put on the kind of the world map and then it had an olympic like 10 years later we're going into the sort of like the late 70s um and it was just a lot of culture there and 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 again it's like this weird place that has this anglophone culture and like this sort of american anglophone culture um And then this, like, Francophone culture that's very, like, you know, from a European background. And so it's the city. There's no other place. Like, it doesn't exist. The the idiosyncraticness of it. You could live there for a decade and never pick it up. Like, you could never pick it up. Like, personally, I could tell. You could be, like, people are, like, oh, yeah, I'm from Montreal. And I'm, like, no, you're not. (laughs) Like, Like, I could tell right away. It's, like, there's just a thing. Um... And then it went, there was a big secession movement um, to secede from Canada. And what happened is all, there was a massive exodus and all the money and the sort of financial institutions and like blah, 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 all moved to Toronto. So like the one of the tallest buildings in downtown Toronto is the Bank of Montreal building, just like, which is totally ironic, but, um, and, so, the city went broke, like, it was cheap to live, and nobody had a job, nobody had careers, like, till I left Montreal, none of my friends had careers, like, people had jobs, you know, and, and, What that did, and you're probably familiar with this, is the same thing that kind of happened to Berlin, is it was super cheap to live. And people just partied. And people just made, like, you've time. Your apartment costs $300, and you live in a huge place. And you're out in clubs every night, and you're listening to music every... Like, that was what well, we all did so a lot of people that grew up grew up in Montreal just grew up around like this sort of creative force that like everybody was just like making stuff and like because we had no means and also nobody ever thought that they would have music careers yeah. you just made music there was there's still no record labels or music industry in Montreal there's no like art industry there's, there's no fine artists that come out of Montreal There's like you know one or two every like generation mm-hmm. but there's not like a art industry a music industry so people make music there make it because they fucking want to make music yeah. you know and it's not like it's cool to be in a band <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you very much. My pleasure. Uh, It was a fun little chat.
1: My pleasure, anytime.
0: episodes playlist visit areweonair.com where you'll be able to enjoy the full playlist mentioned in this conversation